0: Before we begin today's edition of the John Vaughn Podcast, I'd like to clarify that the views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Mr. Doyle and do not necessarily reflect mine. You are listening to the John Vaughn Podcast.
1: You are now listening to the, the, the John Vaughn Podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to yet another exhilarating exciting, eye-opening edition of the John Vaughn Podcast. I am John Vaughn, your host, as always. My name is, in fact, in the title of this podcast, The John Vaughn Podcast. That's what you're listening to. And I am the host. We'd like to thank our friends, who I'm sure are listening right now across Blunt County, down on the beach in Blunt County, across Florida, in Georgia, Central Georgia, wherever y'all are listening from. I don't know. I don't even know why y'all are listening to this. But big ups to you, nevertheless. I've... Most definitely appreciated up in Tennessee and Nashville, all the way up into Canada where there's like a lot of snow and stuff. Then, of course, internationally, I have a variety of just individual listeners across the European nations. Exactly how y'all figured out about this or why, again, that y'all are listening. I do not know. But uh, nevertheless, big ups to you for listening to it. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Redskin Roasters, as always, for sponsoring this episode of the John Vaughn Podcast, the 19th edition. And now, my guest for today's episode, the 19th renewal of this podcast. I literally just said that. I don't know why I said that again. But he is here. He is perhaps the most controversial man in the school today. Perhaps the most controversial man that Anyana City Schools have ever had. He had a fight with David Kimbrough and left him bloody, bloodied and beaten. And he is also very popular for wearing his Russian shirt. He is Connor Doyle. How are you, Connor?
2: Yeah, no you definitely are controversial for you no know, i'm not very well liked in on which i've sort of just grown to embrace
0: well so uh I guess like I said we should start with the fight that you had, David because that is uh what, what sort of came first in your uh what what should I call him your adventures your series of adventures that you've had lately uh-huh
2: yeah ever since i came back from the hospital i've just decided to start doing weird stuff and oh i don't really have any intentions on stopping but yeah specifically with the david fight um when i was gone at the hospital for about seven days he uh, took my seat and you know obviously he was actually well within his right to you know sit there because i wasn't even going to sit at the seat anyway but one day, I just decided to sit in it and he's like dude get out of my seat and i'm like no and for days, we were going back and forth until a guy named Eric, my partner's boyfriend. Why did I say partner's boyfriend? I, you know what? That's, That's what he is. Yeah, you know what? Whatever, dude. I'm going to just ignore the fact I said that because I'm way too tired to uh, enunciate my words. But uh, anyways, he just suggests, he's like, why don't y'all guys just box Which. uh for some reason, when I got back, my mom bought me a Muhammad Ali uh, boxing cloak, and I kind of needed to justify its existence. So I'm like, "Absolutely, let's go, let's go." Um, and so for about a week, we pretty much were building hype, uh, setting around flyers, telling people that we were going to beat each other up at the baseball field. Uh, I actually got called in to the uh, to the office. <laughs> for uh, you know Miss Butler, and she was very worried about it because she had to have me promise that I was, in fact, not going to box David in the school. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was it was a good time though. Like we had teachers cheering uh, cheering us on, like during the week of the hype. You know, we had people like saying they're going to show up. We had people throwing in bets, and you know the best part about the fight was the fact that neither me nor david were very well liked so you know you weren't really going to be supporting me or david you just really wanted the other guy to lose um however uh, it appears i've sincerely underestimated how much people do not like david kimbrough uh,
0: well uh but before we continue that story before we actually get into what exactly happened in the fight i did uh was able to get in touch with david during the school day and uh was able to get a short interview on what exactly he thought of the uh Events that transpired. Let's listen to that real quick. This is John Von of the John Von Podcast sitting alongside David Kimbrough. Now, David, I think the first question that we should ask is uh, what exactly led up to this fight between you and Connor? Uh,
1: long story short, uh, Connor took my lunch seat all of a sudden, uh, asked him to move. He said no. Uh, and Eric, uh, you know, Eric, he requested a boxing fight. And Connor agreed. So I had to do it. I see. So, um, so what was going through your mind
0: during the fight? Like, what was your thought process as, as you were being beaten?
1: Swing, swing, punch. That's all I was thinking. I see. So, um, how is the aftermath of this fight? What, what has been the aftermath of the fight? Uh, my nose was bleeding, but I continued to fight until Connor was out of breath. Um, people said that Connor won the fight and I uh, just took it, just took it fair and square. Uh, I
0: see. That's interesting. So, um,
1: how, how has this
0: fight affected your life in the days following? Um,
1: uh, I sit by myself at lunch now and I eat alone and listen to music. So I'm pretty lonely. I see.
0: Well, thank you for this interview, David. It's uh, been John thank Vaughn you. the John Vaughn Podcast. Uh, so uh, what does Anthony you think of that, Connor?
2: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, I will give David, David some credit. Is that, like, most people really did not expect him to show up, uh, which most people didn't even think we were going to fight. They thought we were just messing around. But we all showed up at the baseball field. I, I halfway expected David to not even be there. But he showed up. He was a good sport. Uh, dude took a bloody nose. Uh, which he was a really good sport about. I felt really bad about that. Um, And, you know, embarrassingly, after the fight, after I won, I think the stress, not to mention the fact that I'm just severely out of shape, I ended up throwing up on a second base baseball, which they got that on camera, and just me vomiting up my two chicken sandwiches that I ingested in Jack's uh, prior to the fight, which was... Splendid oh yeah it was disgusting dude um, <laughs> but dude I, i'll be honest i really did not expect that many people to show up like i literally um you know you know prior to the fight i, I called my mom and i was like hey mom uh, apparently i'm gonna box a kid for its seat and she was like all over it so not only did she you know touch up my boxing cloak but she bought me these inflatable gloves and uh, her and my stepdad trained me and uh I called her after the fight, and I was like, Mom, I won! <laughs> She seemed proud of me yeah, for once. Um, but, you know, I didn't expect that many people to show up. There was, like, we had, like, Alex, uh, Cade. We had, like, uh, people, like, on the football team, like, all crammed in the car watching. Uh, a bunch of people I didn't, I didn't even know just showed up. Uh, and then not to mention that Blanton, like, put it on Instagram Live, and I uh, would, Natalie's uh, workers, in IGA, Everybody was watching on that too, so it was a lot more public than I originally had in mind. It was a good time, nonetheless.
0: Well, uh, of course, the aftermath of that fight has involved David being permanently banished from the seat at the lunch table. He is, uh, he is frequently refused to accept that fact. He is, uh, yeah, he called me a goober. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. Poor sport. Poor sportsmanship. I want that to serve as a lesson to all of you that when you lose, you can no longer sit at the lunch table. I mean, that's just the way it works. David, but he is, uh, as he said in the interview, he's very lonely now. But if he didn't want to be lonely, he wouldn't have lost the fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: The fight, which i mean i mean no disrespect but the whole reason i sat there was because they specifically requested for me to be there um you know on top of the fact that i, I very much did also sit there for the fact of making david mad let's not let's make no pretense like i am very much the bad guy in this situation i, I very much chose the most contentious decision which was to take the seat
0: <laughs> oh, hey that's, that's just the way it is sometimes it's just how it is yeah, no,
2: no. Now he sits with my cousin, and he called us all goobers uh, because he has refused to accept the results of the fight.
0: He's mad. He's mad.
2: Intimidated by my youthful vigor and physical prowess, no doubt.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, nevertheless, let's move on for a moment. Uh, Of course, the other matter that we are going to attend to, and as is very well known around the school, Connor does love russia i mean am i wrong in saying that Connor? yeah i could that's pretty fair i mean russia you know what i'm saying but nevertheless Real. nevertheless this man connor has taken upon himself to wear a russia shirt at school and now i'll let you describe the situation
2: um yeah no uh, for a few weeks prior i always wore this once a blue moon i wore a shirt that you said i support russia on the back, it said, free Donetsk, free Luhansk, Can I stand with Russia. And usually nobody would ever say anything. The whole reason I wore it was so that people could, like, confront me on it, and I could talk to them and educate them in a, uh, you know, a somewhat intelligent manner. Uh, but unfortunately, for, for some reason today, uh, not today, but a few days ago, like, a teacher found it offensive, and so Miss Jones had to tell me to cover my shirt up. She's like, she's like, do you see anything offensive for this? I'm like, no, it's not. Which, you know, I'm like, if anybody finds it offensive, I would absolutely love for them to talk to me because that's the whole reason I'm wearing it. So you can actually learn something. But regardless, uh, I sent her this whole email, which I, I try to be really respectful, you know, like contrary to popular belief, I'm not trying to wage a war on Miss Jones or Mr. Jones. I actually like them. Um... So I sent this whole email, you know, I kind of described the situation, describe how it doesn't really violate in the hands book and how we should talk more. So she's like, okay, we'll talk. So at the lunch table, I sat by her and we pretty much discussed back and forth. And, um, you know, her first argument was like right now, Russia is doing a bad thing, which we can argue whether or not it's bad, but if you want to talk about russia doing a war crime right now uh, let's talk about the fact that america gives guns and support and pretty much supported a naval blockade around yemen <laughs> uh, you know did an intervention in their civil war and pretty much led to a famine so you know saying i support america wouldn't be a bad taste which that's what they said like if a country's doing a bad thing you probably shouldn't wear a shirt but singing you support them so like that was a bad argument. That was a really
0: bad argument on their part. Yeah, I, m- I must say, I-, I hate to interrupt, but I-, I do quite hate it when we're just seasoned to believe that something is evil. I'm not taking sides in this conflict. Exactly. That's not at all what I'm saying, but like, it- it's just stupid for us to like be told something is bad and we don't really have a leg to stand on. We can't say anything about it because, I mean, you'll get in trouble if you do, but nevertheless. I agree 100%. Like, they're
2: just not, like, they have no rhetoric. They have, like, most kids have zero form of basis for their belief. They're so uneducated. They're used to just saying something's bad. When you contradict it, they're offended that you've contradicted them. They can't even, they don't even have the wording to describe exactly what they believe. They just say, (laughs) I don't think they believe half the stuff they say. But, you know, I even asked uh, Miss Jones, I'm like, if someone was to wear an i stand with Ukraine shirt, you know, a country which is full of neo-Nazis, a country that is has um, been reported by amnesty for intentionally setting up military uh, bases around, um, you know, civilian locations, which is a war crime, a uh, country that is pretty much a dictatorship, if you want to diss uh, Russia for being an autocracy. Russia, Ukraine is literally a dictatorship. On top of the fact that Ukrainian civilians have actually blocked a... Uh, you know, what's called black immigrants from leaving the country, prioritizing white uh, Ukrainians. It's a racist country full of neo-Nazis. Yet Miss Krim was allowed to say, I stand with Ukraine in her uh, commercial for Anastasia. So I don't think that's particularly fair at all. I asked her, would you take away their shirt if they said that? And she said, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Which I invented it there. She pretty much just admitted that like if someone was wearing something that said, Differently, she wouldn't take it away, <laughs> and uh, she it's agreed with me on one, She agreed with me on one thing, and it was that it, you know it's all propaganda. So I'm like, if you agree it's all propaganda, are you technically just picking like you're cherry picking what propaganda you want to believe in?
0: <laughs> Real. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. I know, no, no I need, I, you know. I need you to talk. I need you to talk. You're the, re- <laughs> you are the guest on this program, Connor. There's a reason why I asked you on here. We need information, dog. But,
2: yeah, no, and, you know, since they've more or less just doubled down with well, a teacher finds a defensive, that's the end of it. I was not satisfied with this outcome, so I emailed, you know, Mr. Jones, in which he actually agreed, and after, like, 12 days of waiting, which turns out, like, students, teachers, like, everybody more or less, like, agrees with me that, like, you can't really do anything about it. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm well within my right to exercise, uh, well, my right to wear a shirt. And, um, we talked today actually, which he was really respectful. He, he was even like, you know, Connor, you seem like an actual, you know, pretty educated. You were really respectful in your email. You seem to know what you're talking about, but you know, there's kind of a slippery slope, you know, like if we allow you to wear your Russia shirt, I can very much see in the near future that there's going to be a lot of other things that students are going to wear. And honestly, I think that's a really fair argument. Like that is a hundred percent reasonable. Um, another thing is if it's disruptive and an example of it being disruptive is if it starts a fight, but to be fair, the only form of disruption my shirt has caused has been a singular unnamed teacher who found it offensive and refused to uh, talk to me about it. A teacher who lacked the rhetorical abilities to be contradicted by someone, <laughs> so which that that's what upsets me is that the fact that not only is this teacher anonymous, but the teacher actively avoided any form of discussion whatsoever. They wanted to censor me, so I'm not going to handle that. And you know, huge respect to Mr. Jones. He said he will, uh, you know, like he'll reconsider, but. To be fair, I waited like 11 days just to talk to them, and justice too long, to, like, delayed is justice denied You know, Martin Luther King even talked about, like, during his Civil Rights March, March they often, like, the call to wait just means never. Like, they're just hoping that I'm going to forget about it, and I'm not. So, unfortunately, I may actually have to go to the school board about it, you know. the surprise of absolutely no one i was absolutely wanting them to say something about it i very much did wish for them to um have something to say about it so that i may extend my microphone
0: to more people and uh, educate more people real real well
2: exactly
0: i do support you in your efforts of course i do think you should have a right to wear that shirt i don't think i mean I don't like to take sides between you can't rec- oh! Ukraine and Russia, because if I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't really care. And I think the United States should stay out of it because it's not of our concern, but I don't really care. So even if, even if I did, I think you should wear the shirt. Even if it were to start a fight that's on them because they got offended and mad.
2: Exactly. The only reason they censored it was just because they disagreed with it. it was stupid real like it turns out you can wear a shirt that's like in you know in support of like certain laws uh, sh- shirts that are in favor of like second amendment rights um shirts uh criticizing or praising a candidate so why can't i wear a shirt that just says support russia i'm not promoting violence
0: and we can argue about whether or not it's in bad taste but like there's nothing really that the shirt's doing wrong <laughs> for real shirt doesn't have a mind of its own
2: Exactly,
0: man, cope. they got a coat.
2: And on that note, say, man, the whole point of me wearing it is
0: so you can come to me and talk to me about it. So. For real, real. Well, on that note, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is John Vaughn from the John Vaughn Podcast. You know, there's a good reason for my glistening skin and how I shine and how my pores are so clean, so clear. I drink Red Skin Roaster Coffee. It keeps me young. It keeps me light on my feet. I spring from activity to activity. I love my job. I'm decently pleased with my life. When you drink Redskin Roaster Coffee, you'll wink and nod and hug and high five each other with great enthusiasm. This is a special time. Redskin Roaster Coffee. Coffee should be a feeling. Welcome back to the Voncast. Connor has an interminable, an absolutely endless list nowadays of people that he just does not like discuss.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, uh, to, you know, I'm not very well uh, appreciated in the school, unfortunately. Uh, my my talents, my my everything are just not recognized. But to be fair, I'm really a really big fan of like the majority of Anyana to begin with. Like, dude oh, I have like I, I think it's I, I'm going to call it a cold war with, with Isaac Polk like I mean no disrespect to the dude he says some of the dumbest things I've ever like heard like overhearing him in general just like is, is stupid just because like it's unintelligible uh, for example I, I made fun of him for this like with my friends it was because he said some saying like, oh man put my change in the cold <laughs> And I'm, I'm literally thinking, like, is that, like, a saying that I'm unfamiliar with? So I do some research. I literally, like, while I'm eavesdropping on this conversation, I look it up. And I'm like, it, it literally means nothing. He just made it up. <laughs> he just, oh. the dude just made it up. And I'm like, R-. and he says stuff, like, he literally just says made up sayings. It sounds like something you would hear your, like, Southern grandma say, but they literally just mean nothing. And he's full of that, like, he he tries to sound so much smarter than he is, he just says, like, the most, like, the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like, I'm pretty dumb, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm possibly the dumbest human being alive, you could ask my coworkers. I'm downright useless, but hearing hearing that literally makes me feel just a little bit more comfortable in my, uh, in my skin, and... It doesn't doesn't help that, like, the people that surround him are also possibly the most, like, brain-dead human beings alive. Like, I already already have my, what's called my my Cold War with Michael Windham. He doesn't even know that I have that. Michael Windham pays no attention to me at all. That's perfectly fine, man. But he represents, like, as a a man, you know, uh, as a, what's called, a bisexual man. I tend to, I'm a cannibal. Like, I'm like Blade who hunts other vampires. I hunt down, like, and I just cannot stand other, like, homosexual people. And that that's just how I am. I don't know why. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> His political beliefs and it, just the way he talks, it just disgusts me. Like, I'm, I, I don't know why. And, you know, when we, he was in a debate class in English, I tried to, like, we were talking about the Kanye situation, and I like, I gave him, like, my contact information. I'm like, you know, since we don't have a teacher to, uh, you know, interrupt us or cut us short, sure, right. how about we, uh, you know, discuss one-on-one? The dude never contacted me. The dude never wow. even bothered. I don't even think he opened it. Okay.
0: Well, but before, you, before you continue, I hate to interrupt you, but you you remember uh, a couple of days ago, this is something that I remember, you were, you were arguing with David. David Kimbro about Kanye and I remember this man David says and he's going to get, he hates Kanye for what he said and he said but Kanye literally said he hates anti-semitics and now that's obviously there, you don't have to go too deep into that to realize how stupid that is like he, he does not know what he's talking about he, he literally used the wrong term to begin with now again, I'm not taking sides in this situation. I'm just saying that that was a stupid thing of him to say. But
2: yeah, I agree. It's it's um
0: like bro didn't even use the right term. So what qualification does he have to argue about it? Like
2: the majority of people, I like, have just zero like thought of what they're talking about. David is an example of that. He has no depth in his like belief system. He has no flavor. It pretty much he's it's kind of just beliefs that are imposed on him or slapped on him because he has he's incapable of rhetorically defending it at all and he can't say like something is bad without reaffirming that it's bad when he's requested to explain it
0: exactly bro bro has to check to make sure uh the whole society agrees with it before he says something in support or against something dog.
2: Yeah, that's another thing. Is often people who have that belief system are always like, oh, yeah, we're fighting the establishment. I'm like, bro, listen here. Like, your beliefs are held by every corporation, every major leader. Uh, and whenever something bad happens to you guys, it is all over the news. You are you are the establishment. Stop thinking. Uh, Kaczynski theorized that it was called the power process. And David, is, uh, David and Michael Winnem are an example of this. They pretty much just pick like a social issue that's perfectly socially acceptable, Uh, you know, it requires no thought, you know, it requires no contention because everybody agrees with you. And you think you're smart just because you say it, just because you have no one who's going to disagree with you. There's nothing profound from saying things that
0: everybody agrees with. The ability to think you're going to have to run the risk of offending someone. For real. uh, And to add on that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Keep on. You're good.
2: His views on theology are an example of this. Like he pretty much is an example of the 2014 fedora wearing atheist. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He just says the most edgy, like
0: exactly. Comments, I, again, whatever. I hate to interrupt, but tell tell him about the time you like gave actual like from the heart arguments in defense of the Bible, like actually thought out things, and it bro just. All right, tell, tell him what he said. Tell him what he said.
2: Um. Yeah, no, I was, um, you know, me and him were talking back and forth, and I was like, hey, David, you know, as a former, like, atheist, you know, I've, I've suffered from things like I used to be really racist. I was an atheist. You know, I'm in your
0: position. Obviously, David's not racist. But I'm saying, like, David I know racist. where you're coming from. And I was telling him, like, I know the
2: idea of a God sounds, you know, weird, but, yeah, think of it like the universe was created, and – Nothing, like something can I come from nothing. There has to be something that has always been. That basically meaning that there has to be like something that has always been there to create. Uh, you know, so the universe, and there has to be God, you know, who has no beginning and he has no end. God is outside of time and yada, yada, yada. I went on like this 20 minute like dialogue about that. And you know, I disproved his argument that the you know the Bible does not condone slavery, and if anything, it regulated it. And slavery back then was way
0: different than the chattel slavery that you know you think about. What was that? Um, Mo- what was that man Moses doing in Egypt, David?
2: That's what I told him. Like he's like he condoned slavery. Like, bro, what do you think? He, like Moses was doing in Egypt? Why was he freeing the Israelites? Just just cause? It's because they were slaves. <laughs> Why are you thinking? Because slavery is bad. End of story. <laughs> but his response to this was literally just, oh, well, I'm going to HE double hockey sticks anyway. <laughs> and he just up like, bro, like, you're stupid. You're stupid.
0: That's david for you. But, um, anyhow please, please, I, I didn't mean to interrupt everything you were saying. Please continue with uh, your list. It, this is Connor Doyle's list of blithering idiots. For those who are just turning in, dude,
2: dude
0: doesn't want to say By the way, this is Connor Doyle's list. <laughs> I, I need I need to put a uh, a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode to clarify that these these are not my opinions. <laughs> the, the opinions expressed are not of my own. But nevertheless, please please continue. It's cool.
2: It's cool. Um, dude, Miss Me and Miss Franklin got beef too. I love Miss Franklin so much. She's so cool, but she hates me like next level. Currently, she's on maternal leave, but I think just in general, like she just absolutely despises me. Like one time, I said something, like someone was talking about something, like "oh, that's gay," and she got mad at me. I'm like, bro, I'm literally like, like, why are you offended on behalf of me? And that's what hey, I hate when people like. You know, if you were not, like, a gay person, you cannot tell me what to be offended by. Like, Mm you cannot tell me what is right and wrong to say. Like, I don't care. Um, Another example was when she pointed out that Aiden was absent.
0: And I'm like, oh, figures. And she's like, really, Connor? Really? Like, like,
2: just out of nowhere, it just exploded on me. Just because I pointed out the obvious. Well,
0: for real, like, how, how does she disagree with that? Like, this man Aiden is literally never at school.
2: Broly's never there. Like,
0: for real. Broly like, will be
2: gone for like two weeks at a time and somehow. <laughs> I recently learned from his brother that basically whenever he um, he is, uh, you know, absent from school, he just drives his grandmother to the doctors and he gets like doctor's excuses whenever he wants, which explains why he's gone for like absurd amounts of time and just isn't in jail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, this Franklin just absolutely despises me man it's, it's next level like it hurts my feelings man I know I'm a terrible person man but I got a, I got a soul real oh, oh Jesus sorry I was trying to drink water and my body just kind of rejected it
0: and I spat it all up to the floor I'm going to clean that up after this podcast for real that's the way it is sometimes. Sometimes yeah. your, your body just says, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying?
2: You know, currently my house has a problem with the cockroaches at the moment. Well, not at the moment, but it did. And I'm terrified that they're going to return. Um, So, like, I, what's called? I just saw the corpse of one. I don't know how long he's been there, but that means I probably should clean my room. Like, one time I woke up to a literal, like, baby German cockroach on my forehead, and I scream like a girl.
0: You can tell Connor is experienced in the art of cockroaching because he knows the exact breeds and types of cockroaches that there are to find, and that there are to be witnessed.
2: <laughs> you'll, you'll be surprised, man. Like, it, it, the difference matters. Like, those American cockroaches, like, the huge, like, big black ones, those scare me. Like, they're, they're the reason I sleep with a cover over my mouth. Like, I swear to God, they're huge, and they, like, whenever you try to, like, what's it called hit it with a net it will fly towards you which i learned why they do that turns out like weird the like, cockroaches have pretty much evolved to the point where they realize that whenever they fly towards us they we run away so if you ever like are trying to kill a cockroach on the wall he will fly towards you because he knows you're gonna run so like don't do that
0: <laughs> these cockroaches evolving though
2: yeah they're evolving man it's only a matter of me crushing them.
0: Eventually, cockroaches will be waging war on us. They'll be trying to kill us with shoes.
2: But, um, yeah, another thing I was arguing with, which, uh, better yet, before I just started, you know, going on, do you mind if I... Never mind, actually. I'm not even going to ask that. I know the answer. But, um... Oh. I was arguing with uh, my friend Jackson, you know, about, you know, the recent bill in Tennessee. And I love, I love Jackson so much, but he's also an example of someone that just has no like rhetoric. He's just so used to saying things that everybody agrees with him, that When people don't disagree with them, they just like have a mental breakdown. And I'm like, bro, you were literally in favor of gender transitions for children. Like that's wrong. 97% of children with gender dysphoria, like lose those feelings after puberty. Okay. So it makes no sense to impose an irreversible surgery on them. that's not oppression that's not discrimination that's literally just me saying that child abuse is bad (laughs) and he freaked out on me it's ridiculous
0: well nevertheless i have a story that that will probably make you feel good inside car probably probably get those good nostalgic juices going dog because i was talking to miss sandler today and josiah coover who Better be listening to the show right now. I don't know if he actually does or not, but nevertheless, apparently, Miss Sandlin really likes his reading voice. And she was telling me about how that reminded her of the very first time she heard me start reading in class. I, don't even, I mean, th- those were, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? But nevertheless, she says something that particularly struck me that the students in class begin to talk about the cowman. Connor, can, can you tell the audience at home a bit about? the cowman
2: oh man don't get me started um i'm just gonna have to start from what i remember but apparently like this was right when john just came to school like he came out of nowhere pretty much and uh, just started talking like spouting off about
0: cowman uh <laughs> i i had awoken from was... my two my two-year-long slumber in homeschool and i i decided i didn't know how to act really when i first came to school which i don't i still don't know how to act but I'm a bit calmer now. But at the time, I'd just been so extra, I can't even say. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but the thing is, I'd been away from people so long that I just did not know how to act. So I just started telling people about Cowman. The Cowman. But nevertheless, (laughs) what were you saying Connor?
2: But yeah, no, John pretty much went from like the weird kid to like a deity for the entirety of that school year. Like I'm talking like entirety, like I think it was like eighth graders who just like marched like in columns for this dude. And uh, there was like a lot of progress to it, like Instagram accounts. But you know, the Discord was pretty much just a cult of personality around uh, this uh, entity, you know, the cow man. And uh, honestly, it was actually pretty active for something that was mostly just composed on a rim. You know, just me and John working together and for, for some reason, uh, the entire server crashed and burned. It was because of John said he was eating a crystal burger. And then, like, me and Dean just said that was stupid. And immediately, wow. John just muted both of us. And we both, like, we started a literal civil war and kind of uh, most people ended up just leaving after that because uh, it just became me and John raiding each other's uh, servers.
0: Uh, Rest in but, peace, cow man. Yeah, rest in peace, Calman. Those were definitely the days.
2: uh, I remember, like, in this sandwich class, like, right before Christmas break, me and you had weird nostalgia for it and we tried to make, like, a manifesto on it. (laughs) I don't
0: don't don't remember remember that. I still have the Calman
2: ordinance in my Chromebook.
0: (laughs) I do remember that. The Calmanian ordinance. Good times. Good times.
2: Absolutely. Those were the days.
0: But, uh, Nevertheless, I will say, I've been going to the soccer games, do the PA announcements, and uh, I'm trying to get on the radio for the girls' games. Boys are already taken, but I do know quite a good deal. Know quite a good deal about football, as as uh, as shocking as that may be to some of the people listening. I, I do know a little bit about it. So I'm trying to do the away games too. But apparently, I need mis- approval from Mr. Jones for that. So maybe what it comes down to. But nevertheless, let's take a quick break. You are listening to the John Vaughn podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is John Vaughn from the John Vaughn podcast. You know, there's a good reason for my glistening skin and how I shine and how my pores are so clean, so clear. I drink red skin roaster coffee. It keeps me young. It keeps me light on my feet. I spring from activity to activity. I love my job. I'm decently pleased with my life. When you drink Redskin Roaster Coffee, you'll wink and nod and hug and high-five each other with great enthusiasm. This is a special time. Redskin Roaster Coffee. Coffee should be a feeling. And that'll about do it for today's edition of the John Vaughn Podcast. Connor, good to have you on. I hope uh, you appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that.
2: Uh, yeah, no, just send me a link to the uh, what's called to the podcast so I can listen to it.
0: Word. Well, it will be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you can get your podcasts in general. Uh, so,
2: but I'll catch you later. All
0: right. You've been listening to the John Vaughn Podcast, and on behalf of Connor Doyle, I've been John Vaughn. Thank you for listening. Good night.